There we are. All right, perfect. Does it show for you? Yep, it does in the top left. So I got a countdown and time and everything. So that's good. Sweet. You ready? I hope that live doesn't show when it's rec- it shouldn't. It doesn't. Rec- no. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Let's go. Yeah. All right. Well, happy new year. Welcome to the Slab Podcast, episode one. Today we're recapping collectibles 2022 where the grades matter and there are no rules. Again, my name is Josh, the Green Shift Collectibles. I am looking forward to doing this with you in the coming future, but here is my also the other host, Oak. How are you doing, man? What's up, Josh? First <laughs> uh, row, yep. Um, I'm here. I'm excited for us to get this conversation going. 2023 is off with a bang. We are ready to go. Um, I know we are going to kick off the first episode of Slab's podcast talking about graded cards and uh, other graded items in the market. Uh, We're going to kick it off talking about last year. We're going to go past tense. We're going to look back and give a little bit of a summary. It's going to be tricky talking about a whole year in an hour or so. Uh, But yeah, I'm excited for... Well, let's just to touch on some of the points. I know we've made a few points to touch on some topics, so it's going to be exciting. Um, let's let's jump into a little bit of a personal recap. So, Josh, what's some of your highlights? What do you think was some of your favorite parts of 2022? Well, before 2022, we didn't have uh, Professor Oak uh, Discord. <laughs> we didn't have Professor Oak YouTube, so... Without without 2022, I guess we wouldn't be sitting here right here, would we? It's pretty. <laughs> it's yeah, I didn't, all I, that. I didn't think about that. I'll cheers to that. Thank you. Cheers to that, man. Cheers. No, but yeah. Besides that, I don't know, man. It's there's so much awesome stuff that happened last year inside of the hobby, and we are going to get into some of it. But some of my highlights are just uh, some of the grading turnaround times coming down. Oh. That is huge for me, and kind of what I'm doing here. Um, the video game prices coming down has been awesome for me just for the buying purposes, <laughs> just to name a few. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, I didn't realize uh, until literally the past week or so that uh, graded games had come down so far. I didn't realize it hit this hit uh, such a big dip. But yeah, yeah for, for me, the highlight, I'm just coming up to a year. I'm very close to a year since my first video. And um Grateful, excited, um, just beyond anything I thought the year was going to be. Personally, 2022, I was hoping to build a YouTube channel to meet with people that were like me, that were adults in the hobby, that wanted to take it serious, make money, make collections, play with some big boy toys. And um my goal is to hit 100 subscribers and create a community of people that I can interact with and and be a part of, and I hit that goal. So I'm really excited that there's so many cool people, just like yourself, huge, huge, you know, component of that community for me. But there's yeah. a lot of a lot of others too that you're very well in tune with. A lot of cool people that we've got that I mean I consider friends. So that's been that's been a pretty exciting part of the year for me. Um, in terms of slabs, cards, uh, games, comics, Funkos, all the rest of it, for me, what's been really exciting is the hyper tune engagement of 
the companies making it. So whether that's Pokemon or Funko or you know whoever, um, even down to Swami's Marvel stuff, you know, there's there's just a lot of companies really putting effort into entertaining us. So that's yeah. a really cool part of 2022 for me, which I'm, I'm sure you've experienced that. That's been really exciting. Um, but also companies really taking it serious on the secondary market stuff. So we have people like um, eBay and PWCC, Z&G, Old School Dan. I mean, all these people that are like taking the secondary market very seriously after those products are graded or slabbed or, you know, whatever, authenticated. Um, That's been exciting. It feels like we kicked up a notch in a serious way that in 2021, the hobby felt hype, excitement, emotion. It felt a little crazy. Last year felt a little more like, okay, what do we do with this craziness? What do we do with this excitement and this hype? That's been energizing for me, knowing that we can do stuff with it. There's things there to like entertain us and there's things there that we can make money or spend money. It's okay to spend money. You don't have to make money in the hobby. So, uh, yeah, that's some of the highlights for me, oh, which yeah, I think have, have been really cool, yeah. Definitely. No, it's, it's awesome. And I was just thinking while you're talking, kind of like all the – just the competition that was developed in between all like these different auction houses, like the competition between them, the grading companies is just doing more and more better things for – for all of us and it's it's ever developing it's crazy yeah i mean next levels of it too um with building onto that psa collected universe buying golden i mean that's a, a perfect example of the hobby evolving them understanding there's a bigger picture there's more to it there's more needs for the consumer there's more needs for the sellers and flippers you know all the people that are in the the hobby in that marketplace so There's a lot. There's a little bit for everyone, right? Like every aspect of it, there's some area you can get into and spend money or make money right now, I feel like. Yeah. And I I just got an email, actually. So this will be something in 2023, but the new Golden Marketplace is coming out soon. Like PSA sent an email. So they're like, hey, you got all these cards. You should send them to Golden Marketplace. I'm like, I don't even know what the hell that looks like. Like, why? (laughs) what am I doing? Like, why would I do that? So, yeah. I got that on the return. I just got back the other day. Um, I guess yeah. they want us to go into PSA Vault and then use that as the safe house for the auction. Yeah, that'd be right. interesting. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll be very interested in pricing if it's like a PWCC type pricing, eBay type pricing, like the kind of people, older, newer people in it, like what their target audiences, I think is going to be really interesting. Uh, and the kind of prices and their fees, is it going to be buyer fees or seller fees or both? Or yeah, that's yeah, going to be, uh, that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. They, they do let you, I will tell you, um, it did say on the email I got, you can vote for free if you grade in. If you're okay. not just sending slabs to them, if you grade straight after grading, if they just go straight into the vault, they're voting for free. I don't know if that's now or long term, uh, or if there's yeah. if the fee of withdrawing is maybe higher or lower than the direct ship back. Maybe that's a play. Maybe it's the same price. I don't know. 
I, I don't know. I didn't want to play around. I wanted to get my slabs. So yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the next test on the next submission. Yeah, I'll be curious to develop. So for sure. So, so talking about real quick, some more highlights. Like, what about uh, any low lights for you last year? Or like, hmm. um, that's a tricky one. Um, <laughs> it definitely is. Low lights. Low lights for mm. 2022 collectibles. I think a tricky part that um, there's been a lot of negativity about has been like people doing stuff that doesn't make sense, but I think is okay. So like people spending money on like crazy money on like signatures or slabs or investing a lot of time into things or trying to collect binder sets with reverse rares, just like things that like people that are in it to make money can't understand. There's been a lot of negative reaction to those kind of things, even if those people are happy doing it. Like people just assume that they're unhappy because they've lost money. Yeah. I think it's okay to spend money. Like this is a hobby where for the most part you do have an asset at the end. I can tell you when I go fishing, I don't get much return back on the fish or the shrimp that, yeah. I'm, that I'm, you know, using for bait or playing with. I don't get much return back when I, uh, you know, go out for a nice meal or, you know, have a few drinks or a bar or whatever it is. Like, this is a hobby where I got a bunch of stuff on these shows behind me. I could sell tomorrow. Yeah. Like th there is some aspect of it's okay to spend some money. Like you do have some asset. And I think there's been some negativity towards a little bit of like toxic negativity almost. Uh, I hate that word toxic, but it has a little disappointing some comments and things that I've heard. Um so yeah, bit of a bummer low life for me, that stuff. But what about you? Anything that stands out? Just the number of scams and stuff going on in 2022 is like peaked good one. As far as I've seen. Like we're about like I in one of our notes we had put down like the Logan Paul box is about at its one year anniversary now of when he opened up the G.I. Joe packs, which is crazy. That was a year ago. And just from there, like all the oh. different uh, the signature scams where people are erasing partials of the signature and the booster boxes, the packs. My friend had just my friend just posted a video of a booster box he purchased that was fake. Like it just it just yes. doesn't end. So it's not going to get better. Um, and it's, it's people just need to get more smarter and intelligent. And there's videos out there to educate yourselves on just know what you're getting into because there's they're out there pokemon's mainstream big time with all the money making headlines and it's just gonna get worse so hunker down yeah actually a little bit of a teaser with that i got mini scammed a little tiny one and oh. that's gonna be on my video that's coming out friday so you'll you'll see it then but yeah a, little, a small little scam that i got <laughs> It's cliffhangers all day here, huh? <laughs> on, yeah, you'll see it Friday afternoon, four o'clock, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a tricky one. So I feel your first hand. Yeah, right there. I think everyone has some kind of story where they've had, even if it's as small as just a, a bad deal on eBay. Like there are nefarious people in every aspect of this hobby right now. Every aspect. Yeah. So yeah, that's a really good one for sure. Yeah, it's it's wild. Uh, with that, one of the things I did want to touch on um, is I think it's pretty cool that came out of 2022 is eBay taking 
trading cards a lot more seriously, which I kind of touched on earlier with CGC authenticating the slabs and PSA authenticating raw cards. Very interested to see how that authenticity guarantee develops, how it changes, how it grows, um, what is going to happen there. I think it's a good thing. Um, I think as long as they listen and will communicate about it, if there is something a little off whack, because yeah. I have seen some examples where you know that that's been a problem. I think ninety nine percent of the time it's been pretty good, other than just the slowing down of the uh, the deal. What's your thoughts on that, on the authentication part? Yeah, I've personally have nothing but great experiences. So pretty much most of the cards I'm selling on my thing are getting slapped by the authenticity guarantee, and I'm not too disappointed. It's a it's a sure point that I'm shipping to. Um, when it comes, gets delivered to me in the same authenticity, it's packaged extremely well. Um, so I'm a Good. huge fan of it, huge fan. Have you had much experiences buying and selling? I haven't, and that's why I'm a little um, yeah. dubious because because I've done a lot of mine's been more manual, like one on one stuff. But yeah, I, I am I am curious about it. I also think it's really interesting that they broke it between each um, grading company. Yeah, yeah. PSA, you send a PSA. CGC is a CGC. Yeah, weird. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I don't know what the next step is from that. If it's a test. Like, are they going to hire their own people? Are they going to subcontract people in? Are they going to continue, this is your deal, you specialize in that, that kind of stuff? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It'll weed out the people like the guy Zhao that just came out and just to drop some bombs. <laughs> like, just he's not selling on eBay because his would have went through authenticity guarantee and he would have got slapped. So, he was avoiding that at all costs because he was straight scamming people with fake slabs. So it's there to help the people, help the sellers, help the buyers. If it takes an extra five business days, who gives a crap? I can wait. So it's it's awesome. Huge move. Huge. Okay. So does that become the standard? The PWCC not have to do that? The golden, the heritage, the whatnot? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, is that going to be expected now that eBay has set a precedent for it of this is definitely legit, this is what you're buying, this is what you're getting, no messing around? Yeah, I think at a point PWCC kind of is because now they're not selling sealed anymore. They're kind of authenticating boxes. But as far as like they kind of... Independently. Have... Yeah, first, first party, not third party, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. Um, so they're not authenticating through CDC or PSA, but they're kind of, they have the professionals, I think on staff that are good enough to smell out some fakes, I'd hope. So I don't know, but they're definitely not authenticating anything, but I think they're, there's some type of guarantee. I would assume if I got my slab stick shipped to me and it was fake, I'm sure they'd cover if I had video proof or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they have, they would have pretty good pictures too i mean their pictures are crazy high def so they should be have a more experienced person review it i'm sure if you kicked up a fuss they seem pretty responsive and pretty like modern on a lot of stuff like they're not as old school as ebay they don't yeah. outsource people from like asia to handle calls and messages and stuff like they have people in america like jumping on stuff like 
today, right now, like like handle that situation. Everything I've dealt with, anyway, I've had pretty good experience with them. Um, yeah, exactly. What uh, what else came from eBay? Was it? Uh, I know the eBay Live has been at least teased and shown a few times where they're going to start competing with whatnot, but they've only had like sponsored streams to date. Um, have you got a chance to check any of that out or anything else stand out for you on from eBay? I watched the replay of it. I had her like a reminder thing set for that first one uh, where they were playing around with it, where they announced it. Um, I watched a little bit of the replay, but yeah, I I think we still need a bit more development on uh, the vault before that part. I think they kind of go hand in hand a little bit with that kind of stuff, just like with PWCC and obviously PSA is going to be doing some of that stuff too. But um, excuse me. Yeah, I think we need a little more of a full package, a more wholesome, like full, full, whole, full picture, uh, to be able to like really develop it and go, go like, you know, uh, all, all the way with it. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. It, it seems exciting. If anyone's got the money and the time to throw into it, I think eBay probably has, they got a bunch of developers that are willing to build software, at a click of a button. So that's pretty exciting. Um, the, the, the thing that I do like with eBay is their selling platform. You have so much control yourself over a lot of it. You know, whether it's, I know with the vault side of stuff, you can't choose the title, but you can still change a lot of stuff. Like when you're yeah. going to sell it, how, like there's just like so much click of a button and just do it your tailored way, how you want it, how you like it. Don't have that with PWCC. You don't yeah. have that with, Z and G, you don't have that with Nate and Dan. Like you know, you know these consigners, their way or the highway. So that is a real bonus for eBay. That I don't know if they realize how valuable that is for a lot of sellers and for a lot of buyers. When you can filter down those criteria, save sellers that kind of stuff. There's just a lot of um, a lot of bonuses there. eBay's a big one. They're, they're not messed around. They're, they're taking this serious and they're going to be in it for a long time. So certainly a, a, going to be a, a pretty cool player this year. 2023 is going to be a big year for eBay. Yeah, I'm bullish on them. They're a hell of a company. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Crazy. Get your phone out, click the button. It's right there. Saved search. I don't even need to do the search. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's brilliant. Um. Another thing I did have noted here was uh, we were talking about you know PWCC a little bit there, the being able to now just send a roll out. You don't even need to sell slabs, but you can sell slabs. I mean, you're sending roll cards and selling them as slabs because they're just slabbing them. Whether it's you know CDC, yeah. PSA, Beckett, whoever, like the, all over the place, it seems to be happening right now. Um, I'm curious on. Is eBay going to start doing that? I mean, they're already partnered with PSA. They're already partnered with CGC. You know, there's different things going on. Is it going to develop to games, Funkos, you know, uh, all the other stuff, comics? Um, we'll see. But that was pretty exciting to see that there's just a lot more options. Just like I said at the beginning, one of my highlights, companies are taking it really serious. They're really taking it serious and realizing, like, hey, we got money. Like, we want to have fun. We want to look at these things and grab these things and collect these things and talk about them. Give us some options. Give us some uh, flexibility with, with what we can do. Um, new products and services. 
and they're doing it. They're investing time and effort into it, and that's 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 cool to me. I love that. It's not the same thing every day. Yeah, one of the weird things I saw recently looking at some of the PWCC auctions was they're selling raw cards too. Like they actually have like they're certifying it through PWCC that it's a real card, and it's like in a weird top yeah. holder or uh, card saver one or something, but it's pictured raw. That's what did they call pretty... that? It was like M M B or something. I forget what yeah, it was. I yeah, I don't remember, but it's weird <laughs> to say the least. Seeing that thing uh, come out, and usually they're five dollars starting bids, and they're just getting hammered. Most of them, they're like, I've seen some junk raw cards. People just send their whole collections. It's crazy. Yeah, just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. I guess. Yep. The, the that could be I, I do like the logic behind that that could be something pretty cool I just think it maybe removes um, removes any kind of expertise from the person submitting it's a little too dumbed down it feels like a little bit too much um, maybe if there was like a cap of like the card needs to be worth this or it needs to be this kind of card or this rarity or if there's some kind of criteria so people weren't literally sending like purple energies from you know from uh, lost origin or something uh, yeah i don't know yeah needs needs to develop a little further i think yeah yeah i think uh it's going to be awesome though <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a hell of a 2022 for some of like PWCC and Golden and eBay. It's going to be a riot to see these people just fucking heads against each other. Um, on that, the uh, one of the biggest things, obviously, in 2022 that kind of just has an impact across everything was the turnaround times and where they were, where they've come from. Obviously, CGC at one point, the trading card portion of CGC was down to like just days. And literally, like, there's the standard turnaround time for bulk, and people were turning it in a week, two weeks, which is absolutely insane. Um, PSA has changed so much. Did that change? Can you talk a little bit about it and kind of maybe how that maybe affected your plays that you made last year, like when you submitted and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, big cards, big risk, big reward. That's probably what I would – probably sum up if I was going to do a submission in 2022. No cheap stuff. It was all sat in a package, all sat in a box, all sat in card savers for for the entire year. Um, it was all stuff where I thought, if I'm going to grade it, I'm going to pay the big grading fee, and I'm going to have to sell it high, and it's going to have to grade high to be able to sell it high. And it pretty much all did. I made very limited plays. I think I only did maybe half a dozen submissions the whole year. It's pretty pretty low submission year um, compared to a lot of others. But half a dozen of those submissions and, and the cards within that, uh, I think I got one nine. They were all tens. I got real lucky. Very selective, precise, clean yeah. and clear with that stuff um, and made, uh, yeah, made profit on them. But um, not a year for collecting by grading yeah right now collecting by grading for <laughs> sure like i've just got 133 cards back you know this a few days ago 
now's the time to grab my Pikachus cheaper than I can on the market, not in 2022. So I, I actually bought a lot of slabs on eBay. I bought slabs on PWCC from people. Um, you know, DNA, I picked up some some nice slabs from him, just, you know, random people and things. And, yeah, that, that was uh, the year for me and that side of stuff. Definitely geared more towards um, purchasing, selling, trying to figure out a lot of learning, a lot of learning uh, oh, last year in terms of grading, being more strict, watching other people's plays, fails, successes. Um, I consumed a heck of a lot of Pokemon content on YouTube. I mean, I've probably watched your face without you knowing for a hundred <laughs> hours, like no joke. Like, That's there's it? No, so <laughs> I don't even know. I'm te- seriously like I've spent a ridiculous amount of time while I'm doing dishes, doing laundry, yeah. cutting my grass. You know, I'm <laughs> in in bed at night, just listening, like you know, watch trying to sleep or whatever. And I'm watching Jurassic you know, Park with one AirPod and listening to a live stream. <laughs> bingo. Um, seriously, like just every moment I have free. I'm very much a work hard, play hard guy. When I'm at work, I am working. I push myself so hard at work. I'm very, very dedicated, intense. I'm in it. Nothing else in the world matters when I'm at work. But outside of work, it's playtime. Like, let's go. I try and do, I have a lot of hobbies, way more than just Pokemon and cards uh, and collectibles. I, I have a lot of different things going on. I have a family, just welcome to my second daughter at Christmas. You know, you, you're aware of that. But um, just generally a lot of things happening and going on. And, um, yeah, big year. Yeah. Big year for sure. So I'm excited for this year to focus on my work again. But outside of work, have a little bit more of a, again, I've learned a lot. Have a more structured approach, a more technical, precise, analytical approach to things. Way less irrational, way less emotional about purchases and things. Um, I didn't even buy a pack of Lost Origin or Silver Tempest. The first modern sets I haven't jumped at wow. in two years. I mean, I've just been like very clinical about what I've been doing, trimming down fat, trying to save money to do things that make sense if it doesn't make money it doesn't make sense if it doesn't save money it doesn't make sense that's kind of what i'm living by right now so yeah what about you yeah i uh graded uh not a whole lot in like you similar to you in 2022 if i did it was a big card coming across my desk that it was an expensive thing i had to grade whether it was 2007 or it was now like it was an expensive card it was probably 300 dollars or 150 dollars. i had to spend that much to grade it um so I did a bunch of those random here and there when they pop up. Basically only dealt with CGC bulk for the most part because the turnaround times were pretty decent. Um, but just ha- at the very tail end of 2000 or 2015, I, I've taken it back seven years. No, 2022, um, the uh, PSA had the $15 special and I had been waiting and waiting and waiting for them to try to go down to $12 or something. Like I, I have all these cards for my collection. I want to grade and I don't want to grade it at 19 and I want to grade it less than 15, but then 15 is coming to a close. It's kind of FOMO essentially like the 20. I know that it's going away. I know they're probably not going to have it in January because it's going away. 
and it's not back. It's $19 now. Um, there is no special. So I'm kind of happy. Is but... it? Is it 19? Some people are saying it's coming up as 18 when they're putting them in. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. When, in all their displays, like the uh, the advertisements, it all says 19. So right? I, haven't, I haven't gone to click through and see what it actually does, but. Yeah, it's it's expensive. Um, Fifteen dollars cards, extremely expensive for cards I'm keeping. It was the yep. bill I think was like seventy five hundred dollars for for the cards I sent in. So that's a steep mountain, just <laughs> big pill to swallow for collectibles. You know, like that's crazy. Yes, I just just felt that pain. Just got that hit last week. So yeah, definitely a lot of money. Way more easy to stomach than fifty. 100 150 you know those kind of prices like you say even 300 they were at some point yeah but still not doesn't feel like bulk price still yeah. doesn't feel it feels like, chunky the first time i submitted bulk like the next option like the good quick fast option was 20 bucks and that felt like crazy amount i graded my best set my best cards the um 2000 excuse me the 2000 pokemon Pikachu World Collection um, from the Australian Olympics. I graded that full set at twenty bucks a piece, and if I felt like I was crazy, I was like, I can't believe I'm spending twenty bucks a piece grading these. Yeah. And now, I mean, fifteen. But I just did a, over a hundred at fifteen. Like I'm, I'm just a completely different planet. But also, we have had inflation. Prices of things have gone up. It's kind of expected in that sense. Um, it just feels like $15 for, I mean, we all know they're spending 20 seconds on a card. If that, I mean, it's we're not talking about a 20 minute, yeah, like digital, like let's take pictures and go through, analyze, let's run software, let's look at all these different lights and magnifying glasses, like. That I would pay 20 bucks for if it was necessary. If I was an art collector and it was like a Da Vinci, I would pay whatever for that kind of treatment. We're looking at someone looking at a card and saying, is it centered and does it have any white spots? That shouldn't be $15. It, should, yeah. it shouldn't. You're right. It's expensive. But we're doing it because people are paying. Demand's and, high. Yep. And and that's the lowest. The got us by the balls. So. Yeah, they're printing money without a doubt. What are they? They're getting these slabs uh, from China, probably what pennies on the dollar, and then yeah, just 20 30 seconds a slab, if that, and lots of money. Yeah, I I know they have pretty big a couple of pretty big places. I'm sure their shipping and storage department is ridiculous, it must be absolutely immense. Uh, I know they're setting up all the offices uh, and they're trying to move some Funko and some other types of grade into to other places. But um, they probably have a pretty strong plan for the years ahead. I'd be very surprised if they don't have a one, two, five-year plan, whatever it is, uh, of what they're expecting the market, competition, what their marketing is going to do to counteract the competition, that kind of stuff. We're talking about a pretty big business, right? There's a lot of money involved here. He purchased that price, you know, that price that he paid, you know, with the investor money that he raised from his friends. 
Um, he spent some pretty serious money by buying Collector's Universe. So I, I don't think he's in it just to like smash and grab for a year. I, I do think he's in it for a longer haul. I don't think we would have seen this many changes in the past year if that wasn't the case too. Um, I'm curious on what CGC are going to do next. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm nervous for them because I think they've done pretty strong with numbers and what they've graded last year. And we'll get into that later. Uh, they've they've done a lot, but I think it's very separate types of clientele that are sending. I don't see a lot of people that are submitting to both, like for the same reasons. It seems to be like a certain type of people send it to CGC for this reason, a certain type of people send it to PSA for this kind of reason, and I don't know what CGC are going to do because they need to continue to capture market share with the market declining, they've got to capture market share to keep the same amount of market share. Does that make sense? Like they've yep. got to keep that same uh, that that same amount of people to keep going on their changes because they must have ramped up grading in their facilities the past couple of years to cope with their volume because everything went there. So, yeah, I know that was a, a little bit of a ramble there, but uh, what do no, you think? It, like, what what's the plan for them? Like. For CDC, I don't know. I it's like I I used to cover every time something new would come out for them, what they're doing and what are their changes, and it's kind of for me, it's kind of dried up on that front. When they dropped Yu-Gi-Oh and they dropped the pop reports, that was I was like, what's next? There's not much more they could do outside of changing their prices or stuff like that. So I think the coolest thing that PSA and CGC could do would be drop a really sick app. Um, that's really easy and to use to upload stuff. I don't know if PSA has one already for the registry, but I feel like that would be really cool um, to utilize that for CDC. PSA actually just made some updates. They have two apps. They had one that was a certificate uh, certification yep. number validator. They just changed that into a PSA app. So now it shows your orders when you're logged in. It shows okay. what status they're in, whether they've shipped. shows you the grades after they've shipped, that kind of stuff. Um, there's a way more serious integration, a lot more involved in there with your account, not just Good. like their, their database, not just a database checker anymore. And then they also have the set registry app, which is separate, where – it's everything, you know, uh, value-wise, your inventory, your pictures, your descriptions, showcases, just a million different things in there. You can see what other people are collecting, and uh, you can even message, leave messages for other people and their collections and stuff. So two interlinked, but two very different things, and it makes sense why, they're, why, they're, why they are separate apps when you go into them and see what they're doing. CGC could do that. Yeah. That stuff's got to be expensive, though. Like, yeah. we're talking very high level with some pretty serious data queries going on. Like, we need arrays, the databases and the arrays, and just, like, just the general work that the developers are going to have to do to build those kind of apps. Top tier. I mean, it's it's pretty serious stuff. So they're going to have to really want to invest in that if, if they want to be in that long term, Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I didn't realize that. So just for the people out there, Oak, Professor Oak here obviously has registries stuff at PSA. I have zero. Um, I have stuff in a CGC registry, um, and that was where I put my kind of my focus 
I have, I've, I'm, I don't even know why I do that. I'm so diverse in the different slabs I have, but um, it was good. I didn't realize that PSA had two full functioning apps. That that's great. No, I, I'm definitely going to download the PSA order one now after. After it's this. clean. It's really yeah. clean. Um, it's pretty recent that they updated it with those changes. Um, I think maybe even within the past couple of weeks, it's been, it really has been very recent that they that they did take it to that next level. Uh, but right now, I mean, you don't even need to log on to a website. I mean, you just click a button and you can see where your order's at, all of your past orders, you know, basically everything's right there, which is, yeah, um, yeah it's pretty cool. It's It's been nice. Uh, obviously, apps for anything is nice, just clicking a button and seeing it. But when it's something that you want to check every day, <laughs> you all know that feeling of grading and wanting to check stuff every morning or nighttime or whatever, you know, you want to just keep an eye on where it's at, what it's doing. Um, it's right there. So yeah, I yeah. can't recommend it enough. Yep. Um, obviously PSA is doing other types of things, right? So they're not just, they're continuously changing like the grading they're doing for Pokemon, identifying different errors and stuff like that. Um, can you talk maybe a little bit about help me understand these types of new sets they're grading? Is there, something you can kind of elaborate on that yeah i think that's kind of new to me i think a big challenge before we talk about new stuff is um a big challenge with a lot of the sports stuff which some of the sports guys that may be listening will be able to comment on uh, maybe correct me if i'm wrong but there seems to be a lot of variations of things happening uh whether i'm to distinguish and train and learn it'd be able to identify um which obviously has to be a challenge if you have the same card from the same year in the same set with the same person coming in yeah. and there's 15 different variations of it. You, you've got to understand that there's 15, like you can't just take it at face value. That obviously has challenges on the identification side, the grading side, slabbing, you know, if there's size changes or whatever, but um, there's challenges there, but also with like the set registry and um, the actual sets and, and things going on, because Every time a company makes something new and PSA feels like they have to grade it because that's what people want, they then have to integrate that into their system. And, yeah, just generally a lot going on, but they're doing it. PSA are doing it. They're pulling stuff in there. They just added – I put a request quite a while back for some new Pikachus to go into the master set of the Pikachu master set collection. They just added, like, 15. They just added a bunch um, it took a little while, uh, slower than they were the last time I did that, yeah. but they're doing it. You know, they listen to people and they add what, what's wanted. So um, that's pretty cool. What they, what they are doing with new stuff, though, um, they're adding things that are non-TCG. So there's, there's things that are non-sport, non-TCG, old made. I mean, those ridiculous cards that I just submitted and got back. I just got a few more back. You know, they're just basically snap I, I don't know what the you call it old media in england we call it snap but you just it's just two pictures and you just yeah. match them up i mean it's a little kids game yeah uno i mean the great uno cards they'll grade a postcard from the pokemon center like there's things that they understand there's a market for so much more than just cards 
And they're really willing to listen and do that stuff uh, more than ever. I mean, the new things that I've seen added to registries, the new registries I've seen added, they've put so much effort in the past year, so much effort into that stuff, just listening to the consumer. Um, I think it's something that probably shines brighter than other grading companies in that area. But they have the most resources, probably the most money, the most backing, the most staff, just the most ability to do that. So, of course, they've got it. If they know there's a need there, uh, they're going to try and fulfill it. And I'm, I'm sure they're making plenty of money doing it. Yeah. Um, what's also cool is um, some new TCGs have started doing, you know, with the grading MetaZoo and uh, Otherverse. And um, what was the other one? It's like. Sorcery, cryptid, yeah. Some of those cryptid falls are, oh my god, they're insane, incredible. I mean, some of the Kickstarter type stuff right now, like, yeah, gorgeous. There's some gorgeous stuff, and they understand like people feel that way about it. They love this stuff. They want to get it in the slab. They want to know it's good. They want to try and make money, or they want to try and preserve it, or have a centerpiece or something. Maybe it's an ego slab, whatever. Um, yeah. they they get that there's a market for for new stuff that they haven't done before, and they've been really willing to pump that stuff too. So that's been pretty cool to see. I, I've enjoyed looking at, at those kind of things, and um, you know, people like you, you got Rock Pokemon. So I'm talking about Weiss recently, uh, and some people talking about um, uh, retro and uh, DNA. Some other people talking about um, like Dragon Ball cards and stuff like that, like most people aren't, like 99% of the US aren't logging into the computer and looking for a graded PSA Dragon Ball card. It's a yeah. very niche, small market, but PSA still understand, like, people want that stuff. Like, people literally want it. In Beckett are too, or, you know, companies are doing it, and just uh, opening up that ability is is nice. If I feel like people are being heard, you know, yeah. being satisfied. Yeah, when I opened a box of Pixar white shorts, uh, Japanese, like this past year with the family, that was the only thing I ever ripped with my family. The first box I've ever opened with my daughter, and yeah, it was cool. I would love to get like the Woody that we first ever opened, just encapsulated. That'd be pretty awesome. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. That's a, and they know that 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 is cool. And, yeah. that, and that you enjoy it. They want to be a part of that, and they want their name imprinted on that memory. It's smart business. Oh, yeah, it is. There's a need for it. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. There's a, there's a desire. Yeah. Um, again, CDC, I don't know what's next for them, but shapes of slabs and uh, training on new and different variations and new sets and that kind of stuff, that's probably where they're going to maybe capture market in some sense i think if they are going to try i don't know yeah i agree yeah i think the cdc is doing almost every tcg at this point they do ones oh, yeah. that are old um expired pretty much they go off the card stock size so, so if it matches kind of what they do then they'll grade it most of the time so i'm looking forward to some of the pop reports for other things coming out too that'll be nice because psa is all out in the open so CDC is kind of tucked, tucked away um, for other TCGs, and I hope maybe in 23, 23 that comes out a little bit more. The only downside I will say with PSA's pop reports is um, when you're looking at 
set. Um, so say you look at, uh, I'm trying to think of one of the sets. It's like you new know, Genesis or something. It's one of the older vintage ones. There's a few of them. They have some other variations of languages. Yeah. So you can look at, oh, there's this many tens in this set. There isn't. No, because there's like Portuguese in there or Spanish or there's like Korean. There's like yeah. a couple of other languages and you have to like filter them out. So I've known that by manually pulling those numbers and doing it and kind of going through that stuff needs cleaning up a little bit. They, they need to differentiate and like yep. square away some of that older bad habits they've got of adding stuff in the wrong place and then never corrected. There are definitely some things where I think CGC's pot report seems much cleaner and clearer and a little oh, bit yeah. more like, cause it's brand new. I mean, they've yeah. built it after they already know what needs to be done yep. instead of doing it as they're doing it. They, I mean, right. PSA was literally building it as they were building slabs and like figuring out the market and, and what's happening. So it's hard to fault them for it, but um, just, yeah, just two different completely places when it was built. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, uh, it's it's exciting though. It, it was a, a big year ahead. If we think how much change happened with grading companies last year, I mean, this year has got to be a crazy one. I, I really, I, I really, I don't know what to expect, but I'm excited to hear. You think we're going to see uh, ten dollars for a slab, twenty twenty three? CDC I mean, or PSA? I I. I I tend to agree more with people that have touched on like the $12 special type. I think 15 will probably end up being the standard. They did seem to have success with it. I mean, mine took 10 weeks at 15. So they're obviously still have a lot of demand there. There's still a lot of people sending in. I think 15 are probably the new standard value bulk, whatever you want to call it. Maybe a quarterly special at 12 bucks by the end of the year, something like that. Um, probably feeling a little conservative with that. I I don't see ten dollars this year. I yeah. Did CGC first introduce the fifteen dollars standard when the national happened? Yeah, I think it was fifteen, and then if you wanted to add the subgrades, it was another fifteen. So it was fifteen without the subgrades when they did it back then for and CGC. CGC before yeah. before yep. PSA did it. Yep, and PSA. I think when the national came out, they did like that whole month special pricing. The special, yeah. Um, before that, though, like the the normal price for PSA was I don't even know twenty five dollars, thirty dollars for a long time in the year. So they dropped, they basically dropped their pants <laughs> halfway, two thirds through the year, and we're at fifteen, nineteen dollars and uh, per slab. So. It's come down so much. It'd be I'd be almost shocked that we can't go down another nine dollars. Um, in at least a special, you know, it'd be like a Christmas special, twenty twenty three. If that thing is not really close to ten dollars, I'd almost be shocked. Like twelve dollars, it'd be almost guaranteed at this point at the rate we're going. Is it crazy that I submitted the old maid cards at three? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> And still made a profit. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's just like in early. I don't know if you're selling. I don't know how much the price matters yeah. because the market 
often, I'm not going to say it always and it's exact, but it oft, often does have some correlation with the price of the grading. So PC is what the, the problem is. The thing for PSA is a lot of people submit to them for the personal collection. A lot, especially sports people that are trying to fill in cheaper, yeah. more simple cards for their sets when they're trying to build sets out. Sports people love set registry. They love sets. They love getting the full collection going. They love uh, the bragging rights of it because it's fun. There's like competition there. Sports people are competitive. You know that. So I think they're going to have to bring it down for them. And I think that's why there's a big push on the collector's membership. I think that's them saying, are you serious about collecting and grading? If you are, press this press this button and pay this fee and then we'll we'll satisfy your needs this this is what we'll do for you uh, i think there's going to be a bigger push towards that people have talked before about um like set registry pricing like a different price for people that have a certain amount of cards in the registry maybe only people with 50 plus cards in the registry um would have a certain price I think the tricky part with that is you can throw any old certification number from eBay into your registry. Like for those that haven't done set registry before, you, you don't need to have the card to put it into your registry. You can just use that number. Um, and then if someone else says, oh, wait, that's my slab. What are you doing? I'm trying to use it in the registry. They can send a picture of them with a date stamp on it and their face, basically a selfie with it. And just say, hey, it's like mine. I, I have this. So, yeah, that makes it a little tricky to like do pricing because there would just be a lot of fraud and nefarious activity with it. So I don't <laughs> know with, with the mean money involved, you know, in in, the, in terms of the pricing. I, I don't know how realistic that is, but I do think there's going to be more options available probably for collectors because yeah. they know they're the people that they need to target for volume maybe not big cards you don't have collectors submitting a whole lot of first set uh, first uh uh edition base charizards that kind of stuff but yeah volume wise they're gonna need that going forward so uh, what do you think like do, do you see cgc doing that kind of stuff like trying to appeal more to collectors and opening stuff up i don't know I think CGC is doing pretty good uh, further than Beckett. <laughs> I feel like CGC's good focus. Uh, I think getting rid of the subgrades was good um, in that sense, just to makes it easier to set collect that type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, just because then every, all the labels are matching. You can go just for nines and you don't have the nine with, with three nine fives or two nine fives, whatever. It just, it gets really messy when you introduce subgrades. I get what Beckett does. I respect everything they have going on, but um, for collectors, uh, I don't know. I think it's it's going to be just a development over time, but I don't know. I think uh, I like the what they're doing right now, and they got their like every like everybody says they have their plays for collectors and for flipping certain things or something that's going to be good for to play at CGC. If it's not going to get a ten, you know it's not going to get a ten. Um, I respect them. I collect CGC slabs on top of PSA slabs in addition to, I should say, but I'm happy with it, the way they're sitting. I like the slab too. Yeah. 
Yeah, my favorite part is just all the words around the slab. That's always been my biggest hiccup for PSA. Like some of these Yu-Gi-Oh names, forget about it. Like they're just insanely long. There's no way they abbreviate yeah. anything. Yeah, some I've bought a couple of Pikachu's. I don't think I have any handy, but I've bought a couple where I don't know what the card is when you look at the label. Yeah. Like I know what the card is, but if I was just to look at the label, like it's not even words. It's just abbreviation, like yeah, like kind of smushed in words with some dots and hyphens, and it, it just doesn't make much sense. That's tricky. There's no um, flexibility with like font or shaping or movement there. Where, I mean, you know, like CGC, like they'll make it work. They'll they'll make it happen and label what it is. Like that's what they should be doing. That's what the label's for. So I I do really like that. I like the look of the plastic. I like that it's clear and sharp. It looks real sharp and clean. And um, yeah, I like it. So they've they've definitely got a strong. That's got to have a huge impact too. I mean, the slab feeling cheap or you know crappy or easy to break or something i think they probably wouldn't have done as well if they have you know they, they do have a strong slab that does have to give them some some yeah. points for sure oh yeah yep i made a note of a couple of big sales here that i thought were interesting um and cgc wasn't in the top three that i pulled <laughs> there's a i mean i just put a couple of uh a couple of cards and no you like SGC, right? I know you've touched on them a couple of times. Yeah, I got a handful of their slabs, yeah. I like the tuxedo look. I, I, I like that black look. I think um, there's there's definitely a few cards. I could see the Giratina or, or uh, that looking really clean. You know, the darker ones with pops of color in the card with a black background. Oh, I, I think I think that looks brilliant. Um so yeah, I mean the SGC and I know the the Mickey Mantle card um, yep. selling for you know over ten million dollars. It was like twelve six. That's crazy. Like that that really put them on the map, and I think people realized like this is serious. Like we're talking. This is that was really serious money. That was more money than most people could ever even think about. Like just absolutely crazy for a piece of cardboard and plastic that means so much. There's so much in that slab, you know, that not just the grading company or the grade or the card within it and the history and the story, but there's just uh, so much emotional connection for that person to pay that kind of money. I mean, it's it's insane. And then you've got PSA, obviously, with um, selling first to Charizard's high and Logan Paul paying over $5 million for the Illustrator. Crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. The uh, I think the Illustrator was awesome. Just just to have that be almost half of that Mickey Mantle was just – it was good for the community. We I had talked about it, or somebody just talked about it also on their channel, but – I think seeing these extremely high sales for these trophy cards is just nothing but good things for the hobby, um, especially for the people that are in it deep, like grading cards, selling cards. It is getting headlines is what's going to help drive the uh, this whole market and industry into the next level. Um, and I thought it was just a random interesting fact. I think the two highest selling 
selling graded cards were both graded by CGC or SGC. It was the Mickey Mantle, and I think it was like seven ish million, six and a half million for a Honus Wagner. Um, yeah. So that I uh, think the third was too, right? Wasn't the third another Honus from them? Oh, uh, it might have been probably. It's uh, so that that's a huge thing. Obviously, SGC's been around a long time longer than CGC. Um, it's a huge sports car company. So they're right there with PSA. They're number two probably, or right next to Beckett. They're really close. Um, so there's a lot of crossover there. When sports card people get into trading cards, they like SGC slabs. It's a legit company. So they yeah. can and will buy like popular Pokemon, I'd say. I wouldn't be set collecting SGC right now. It would be, probably be tough to do, but I do respect the the company, the slab, I wish it was a little bit smaller, but it looks beautiful. Yeah, I do, I do like the look. Um, I really liked that they did a video going through their rooms and their staff, and it felt like it felt real. Uh, I like their transparency and openness. I'm very transparent at work uh, with my my team, um, you know, the people that I, that I manage and other departments and stuff, I really try to be clear and open and transparent about everything and, and communication. So I really liked that they were like that in that video that they did, that little tour of their office um, and talking about the graders and just the different processes. That was, I got a lot of respect from, from that. that. That was pretty cool. That was a while back now, but yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not surprised with it being such a big sports company, uh, sports screening company, that those would be the highest. But you would automatically think PSA being the highest because they're the professional sports authenticator. However, I know PSA 10s aren't the strictest on Gem Mint, you know, and I think people are starting to realize um, a 10 isn't always a 10 with other places, you know, especially uh, like CGC, you know, you, you saw my uh, video the other day of me optimizing, sending some slabs over, like all 10s aren't the same, all 9s aren't the same, you know, there's just different things. So seeing SGC 10 taken so seriously for me says, if I have a big sports card, I mean, I'd send it to SGC tomorrow. Like that, just because of those sales, like that's probably where I would send it. Like I take them way more serious now for sports than PSA, Beckett, CDC, just because of those sales. If I had something big and special. Yeah. Maybe it says something also about SGC collectors. Maybe they're just dirty flippers and the PSA guys are just the ones not selling the cards. Cause I'm pretty sure the, the Mickey Mantle, I think was a SGC 9.5 and the $12.6 million card in the tens, I believe exist in PSA slabs. Those guys aren't selling. Um, <laughs> so I'll be really curious to see when one of those sells a Gretzky rookie PSA 10 sells. Uh, I want to see some of those sales next year. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, some of it also, I guess sometimes you got to take some sales with a pinch of salt of like, was it a sale? Was it paid? Yeah. You know, there are questions. Was it, was the people involved with the shady? I mean, we've heard things about PBCC before and, you know, some other sellers and uh, people getting banned on eBay and stuff. Like, you just you just don't know. But um, it's yeah. cool. I mean, that's serious money, even to just play around with. That's serious money. So, yeah. 
Yeah, take it real quick. We're taking back to 2022 again. Kind of the Millennium Print Group was purchased, obviously, by Pokemon. They were trying to build up as much as they can, building as much product as they can, and it, they did it for the most part. And coming now towards the end of the year, it seems like the the they've fallen off the wagon a little bit. I don't know. We're still we're still in a limbo period. Um, obviously, the the print numbers they're able to keep up for most of the year, no issues. And now we're transferring to this new set. We have silver borders. What do you think's going on, man? I mean, what are they printing right now? Because I'm not seeing anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm sure we could get some of these, uh, you know, maybe uh, get Mason or someone, someone in to, to chime in in the comments a little bit. But, like, I don't think there's much being printed and coming out right now. I, I don't know what it is. It seems to me like maybe they're printing these future sets for this year, 2023, and holding them ready for release so they can have a one huge massive wave right out of the gate and really full supply but I, I don't know the the uh the purchases of millennium print group i don't think i realized no honestly i don't think i realized how big of a printer that company was and how um important they were to pokemon to buy them because i think if they were smaller they would have just set up their own printing company and bought machines yeah. and done it and, and just kind of gone uh full force with their own thing but for them to buy a company, Millennium must have been a pretty big setup, like pretty well-established, huge setup, which I didn't realize it was that size. So I'm confident that this year they're going to knock out some pretty good numbers because I know they will have invested some money into it. They're not just going to purchase and move on, fire a couple of managers and you know trim some fat. They've probably gone pretty hot and heavy into it, knowing with demand being so high the past couple of years, um, and so many new products they need to get out because it's not just cards. I mean, we've got weird promos and jumbos and uh, figurines. There's like a million things, and a lot of those card factories where they're being printed, they're also uh, uh, building the components of boxes. You know, they're also putting yeah. stuff together. So, yeah, there, there's just a lot going on there. I, I really think they've they've probably put a lot of effort in, and I think that's where the time and effort that we're not seeing right now. I think that's where it's going. I think it's going to be a really good year. I'm, I feel optimistic about it. But what about you? What do you think on it? I think uh, it's a crap show right now. I think everybody's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're all picket in picket lines out in front of the building, uh, striking. <laughs> It isn't making headlines. I don't know, but <laughs> it's uh, it's crazy times right now with what's going on. And I see Rudy Alpha Investments every week now. He's got like two Pokemon videos. It's like all his rage um, with the prices of the booster boxes going so high for such modern sets. Um, it's got him excited because Magic of where it's at, what they're doing with that TCG. Um, yeah, I I'm excited that they made the purchase. They have Millennium Print Group. I'm glad it is only good things coming from that. Maybe the print quality will get better in 2023, but I doubt it. Um, <laughs> silver borders won't fix the whitening on the the blue borders on the back, unfortunately. So that's gonna still happen. Um, what do you think about uh, did did they did they confirm it staying as the same bag? No, but it would be insane if they made that change without even telling anybody. That'd be insane. I know some people have had Crown Zenith opened. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's this week. I haven't, I haven't seen though. I haven't seen Crown Zenith is yellow bordered. 
it's Scarlet and Violet that's getting silver borders. So we don't even know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you, that you, yeah, do you think there's a chance they printed more than 9.1 billion like they did in 2021? Pokemon? Mm, so, yeah, Cranzianith special sets this year. We had Stars, Astral. I mean... 2021 was coming off of the hype. Like, that was coming right off the tails of the Logan Paul hype, but also towards the end of that year was coming down, I feel like. So 2022 has been what it's been interesting. It's been resilient, to say the least. I think over 10. I think more. Really? Yeah, I'm not saying that they have distributed over 10, but I think they've made over 10. Yeah. Yeah. there was a lot of products through the year, um, not just in terms of sets and special sets. Um, I did actually pull a couple of numbers here. So we had four Sword and Shield sets came out, the one specialty set, the Pokemon Go. Yeah. McDonald's set, which was, um, yeah. Pretty cool. Um, trying to think. Yeah, I, I think over 10 billion. Yeah, thinking about it, just thinking about like the shelves, the availability, it seems like everything was a little bit more available than the year prior. But man, something about it tells me they printed a lot more for some reason. And just like, and like everything seems to be still kind of in a mania phase. Um, stuff is still coming off the shelves. The Charizard UPCs are still on some of the shelves, but there's stuff that is not sticking on the shelves. It's 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 pretty wild to see. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, like the UPC is a product, it's not part of a set, so it's like its own little thing. In terms of set stuff, like when I when I pulled those numbers for the for the four Sun Shield, Pokemon Go and McDonald's, that kind of stuff. So kind of like set cards, like things that you would want to collect in a binder, you know, uh, without reverses, without variations, that kind of stuff, just the actual cards. It was 1,057 cards to collect in 2022, (laughs) which is, it's kind of hard to like imagine trying to buy enough packs to get all 1057 cards that year like the amount of packs that would have taken but saying that i know a lot of people tried to (laughs) they bought those packs trying to get trying to pull those and trying to get that binding themselves instead of jumping on ebay and paying 20 cents for some of them uh tcg play that kind of stuff so i I really think they sold a lot just because of the big sets that came out the huge trainer gallery um, love, the old art love that they got, but also like just a massive selection of cards, the biggest year ever for, for cards, for how many there are to collect and chase. 1,057 just from those six sets. Insane. I mean, that's ridiculous. Plus you got reverses. So yeah, the, the printing 10 billion seems easy to me with that. Um 
What yeah. would you estimate if you had to if you had to guess? It was nine point one billion, right? So mm -hmm. it'd be yeah. And I don't know, just because it was coming off a kind of a low in the beginning of the year, I feel like. Um, but man, I feel like they're still Pokemon. I feel like is the most intelligent company above Wizards of the Coast as far as what to print, how many to print. So yeah. I feel like they have such a good sense of the market as far as the quantities they need to make. Um, so it's really tough to, tough to tell by looking at availability of products. I'd guess higher than $9.1 billion, but I couldn't put a number on it. it. I wouldn't put it higher than ten. probably. It's probably right there, maybe right around $9.1 again. Yeah, I could see it being stagnant the same. Yeah, I don't think lower. I don't know if they're going to be honest and open and tell us. We'll see in the coming weeks. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I don't remember when it was released. First quarter sometime, I think, but yeah. Yeah, I don't remember the exact time, but um, yeah, maybe, maybe they'll tell us. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's it's a it's a cool thought. Yeah, no, that'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, the graded games, obviously, that whole thing is coming down. I've mentioned it briefly. I wanted to talk about it here a little bit more. Um, yep. So. You're not too into it um, yet. It's going to change. No, <laughs> but man, let me tell you, I'm interested. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm interested in it. Well, it's probably the best time as ever to buy some stuff because, like, it's it's nothing like Pokemon. It's nowhere near as resilient as the prices have been. So they've consistently been coming down. I'd say mostly across the board. There are the really high end stuff that is kind of staying staying up there, but it's been interesting to. Now CGC is in the graded game market and they're being accepted instantly into some of these signature auctions that WADA has basically owned. And um, mm. it's, it's exciting to see how that'll develop in also with some of this Pokemon stuff. Um, so what is, what is it about it? That's kind of interesting you a little bit. Let me ask you a question before I answer that, because yeah. it might sway, it might sway it a little bit. Where do you think, is the best place to buy them? Is it eBay? Is it auction houses? Is it private or? Uh, there's more. There's not that many auctions. First, like there's so they say there's a lot of stuff graded, but if you look at the populations on these things, I'm telling you, there there's not a lot graded. The most graded PlayStation Two games are the GTA trilogy series, and they're not that high a population. They're way less than Moonbrion. In, in total, if you combine yeah. all of them, it's less than the Moonbrion was graded. So the most popular video game series of all time, the big trilogy, it's crazy. Like, that's the highest graded thing. Um, so the populations, in my opinion, are low. If you ask somebody else, they might say they're high, but they probably don't deal with TCGs. So me looking at it from a TCG brain, crazy low populations. When I own... <laughs> video i own a few Yu-Gi-Oh games that are just like almost top pop like there's a game graded higher than it and i was just messing around buying buying some of these games like oh hey one's for sale buy it so there's obviously a bunch that aren't graded yet i'd say but it's cool just how low it is still like sub 50 for most video games it's crazy i, I can't believe that there's any sealed honestly I, can't, I cannot believe that people would buy a video game and then not open it and play it. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that yeah. just seems 
so crazy to me. But few and far between. Like Pokemon Yellow, Pokemon Crystal, like some of these old Pokemon games. Like, how yeah. the heck did that not get opened and how played or sold, or gifted or I, I, I don't know. It just seems like my mind was not there at all back in those days. Not yeah. even close. Like preserving it once it's opened, absolutely. My Game Boy was pristine, never got dirty, never scratched the screen. Game Court was board. pristine. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, seriously, the uh, the binder cards were immaculate, straight into into binder sleeves, that kind of stuff. Like I was very particular about that stuff. But oh my god, did I open them? Like yeah, I needed to get them open, play them, see that stuff. So that's really interesting to me. Um, I think what's really interesting to me about the the gridded game stuff is, um. I guess it's kind of counterintuitive, but I have a lot of connection to a lot of like, like personal connection to a lot of older games, just like you, you know, like everyone else, like Pokemon yellow, the first Pokemon game I ever played on my yellow game boy color. Like, I mean, literally obsessed. It took over my life. I didn't, yeah. I couldn't think about anything else. I loved that game. It was such a positive influence in my life at that time. I loved it. Crazy. Like, you know, such a strong impact on me. Pokemon Crystal, I mean, that next level got gone, like mind blown. Uh, and then moving into, you know, PS1 and some of the games there, I have a lot of connection with a lot of games. Like I could probably name 20 that I played like a lot of hours, a hell of a lot of hours into. And I love the idea of getting that back, not necessarily playing them, but getting that game back, that connection, that attachment and having it again um, in a physical form. But I wouldn't be able to play it. I don't have a Game Boy anymore. I don't have a yeah. PS1 anymore, that kind of stuff. So graded, graded in good condition, preserved of that memory kind of makes sense. Like it, it kind yeah. of is like that connection, like locked in a box safe. I don't I, just, I think that's what's kind of interesting to me. Is that kind of like how some other people feel? Like, I, I don't know if that's just me or is that like a common theme or? Yeah, for me, that's exactly why and how I got into it. So pretty much every graded game I own, I'm not okay. flipping these. It's basically games I grew up and played, um, have the hours and hours and hours of time invested. Um, even compared to like my Pokemon, like I collect Zapdos cards. These things behind me, way more time with these than any Zapdos card in my oh. entire life. Yeah, Like it's insane. It's unmatched. So this is going to be cool just to be like, Hey, they're a little gym. Like when my grandkids come over, like just telling them about this Super Mario 3 games, like grandpa, you're crazy old bastard. Like <laughs> so it'll be it'll be cool to have that. But yeah, it's the same sentiment for most collectors in the video game space. It's getting that the great display pieces not here to shill video games, but they I don't have a lot of cards because they're too small for the most part. So right. having these are really nice. Um, similar to comic books, I don't have any yet looking forward maybe in 2023 but they display really nice um yeah i just i love the nostalgia it brings me back to a time similar to pokemon where i was having a great time with my video game so it's awesome what would you say um cgc are gonna do with that do you think they're gonna push it hard or is it just gonna be like an extra little thing that they do CGC is going to, just like TCGs, they're going to be number two really quick. Uh, WADA yeah. it will be like number one for 
the most of the time. They've been here for a few years. Um, so WADA will be holding strong for a little while. But CDC, they look great. It's going to be some stiff competition. I'm looking forward. <laughs> Competition's v- amazing. VGA were the forefront, right? They're the guys that got it going and rock and roll, and they were like the prim and proper, like let's grade them and do it right and clean and clear. They just yeah, started in 08. I think 08 they started. Just no marketing, right? They didn't have any like modern approach to the business, I guess. Yeah, they must not have had a really good sales guy pumping these uh, auction houses to do video games. Wada obviously did it. Big controversy there. Um, the guy Dennis Khan going to pawn yeah. cars and pumping up his own prices and stuff like that. So, but I mean, if I had a business, I would be doing the same thing. I'd be doing everything I can to get this thing headlines and get get the things moving. And look where it is now; it's number one. So, um, number one grading company for video games. So, I think CDC's got CDC umbrella under it. The comic books, everything like you got the comic collectors, you got all of those people that have graded comics. CGC is number one for graded comics. So many millions of dollars are in comics. Those people will like video games, some of them. And it's gonna, they're gonna, they want the same colored slab or something like that because those people exist. Um, they're gonna do well, extremely well. Yeah. Uh, it's it's exciting. I would buy one if I could get one at a decent price. You know, one of the games that I that I liked. I don't know how much I care about grade. I, I'm not getting a nice grade. You know, yeah, yeah, minty ish. But um, yeah, I love it. I think it's a cool topic. I'm glad we touched on it. Do you want to go over some of these graded card numbers? Yeah, send people? it off. Send it. Start us off, man. For 2022, I know we didn't want to go too long um, with this, but. So, guys, pulled some stats from Gem Rate. You guys have heard of uh, of Gem Rate before. He has uh, been has been putting a lot of effort into kind of getting his software up and running and, and pulling the numbers of what the grading companies have been doing. So let's dig into a couple of the the main graders of what they've done in 2022. You know, we're trying to wrap up the year in this first episode. Uh, PSA, uh, they did 11.2 million cards in 2022. Um, that is uh, one in every 35 people in America, essentially, somewhere around that, um, have a PSA graded card if you want to average it out, which seems probably like more people on average last year purchased a PSA card than probably purchased a coffee machine, which just seems nuts to me. I don't don't know. Yeah. Just for putting it in perspective, 215,000 graded cards a week. Damn. Yeah. I mean, that's like a city's worth of people having a card each every single week. Insane. Absolutely crazy. So out of that 11.2 million, uh, 3.7 million were in TCG and non-sport. So anything basically that w- that was not sport, um, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, you know, all the crazy little card games that we've got going on that, that are non-sport stuff. Yeah. Postcards, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, that's a lot, 3.7 million. Um, 
which is, I mean, what's that? Like a little over 30% of their output for the professional sports authenticator was non-sport, which I thought was a really, really big market share of someone that um, didn't build their foundation on. They've just developed into it, grown with what's needed, right? (laughs) Like there's all sports authenticators. <laughs> clearly a need for non-sport. They yeah. grabbed it. They exposed the fact that that was needed and, and ran with it. So I love that. I think that's really smart business. The fact that they've captured so much market share for something that they didn't even have the intention initially of jumping on. Yeah. Um, really cool development of a company. A CGC in total, um, they obviously are non-sport. CSG does their sports. Uh, but CGC did 775,000 cards, almost a, basically a little over three quarters of a million cards. Yep. And CGC, for, yeah, real quick. CGC is just doing trading cards. That's like, like you said, they're not doing the sports cards. So if you look at CGC as a company, compare it to PSA, in the matter of three, almost four weeks, PSA graded more total cards than CGC did in their entire year. 11.2 million in a year versus CGC 775k which is that's insane. And seeing that I didn't see that number until before we got on this call. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. It's nuts. Um a lot of growth though. I got to say almost a million cards for a company that, well, I mean, you said it's yeah. like, what, three years old? I guess. It's, yeah, two and a half years old. It's, yeah, three, about three million cards graded, I think, total. Yep. So it's, they, yeah. they're turning on the burners. Huge numbers. The the ramp up, the effort they've put into ramping up their business far exceeded any other company, you know, from what I'm aware of. And still having like, I know they had a little, portion of time where they turn around did dip they did suffer initially but like they really got steam and got going and realized hey we gotta we gotta make this happen and they did um that was really cool to see so they they had a pretty strong year this year they're just gonna be on fire i mean they're just gonna be knocking slabs out like like nothing it's gonna be baseball at, you know at a stadium every hit so yeah, that's that's gonna be cool to see. CSG, which obviously is pure sport, um, on uh, their their flip side of of the cards, uh, jumping into cards, they did almost the same in that six hundred and thirty five, so two thirds of a million, uh, almost in cards uh, for for sports. So that I thought that was a pretty cool stat to to look at. Also, yeah, I thought it was high. I thought that was a pretty high number for what. I think is like the fourth grading company for sports behind PSA, Beckett, SGC, CG, or CSG is literally number four. So them yeah. to be able to do 635 is pretty crazy. I think it probably attributes to Beckett being closed a lot of 2022 and not really taking anything besides but yeah. cards. But um, it'll be interesting to see how that develops next year with Beckett now kind of having more doors open. I didn't. I didn't know that they were they were doing that many. I didn't know they were doing almost as many as CGC. Um, yeah. You know, non sport. Yeah, and CSG is the company also that had the big label change. They went from green labels and completely changed them to black. Completely eliminated subgrades outside of a card that gets a ten. 
that was pretty crazy. It, like that all happened this year. Like they accepted, like you had to resubmit cards. Like you you could resubmit your 9.5s. They turned them into 10s. So I bought a handful of like 9.5 old slabs and converted them. It was pretty sick. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I actually remember the exact part of the road I was driving down when I was listening to you when you were talking about <laughs> that. This really stands out to me because I remember thinking like, what? Like that would just seem so crazy to me that they changed a grade, their own gradient scale. Yeah. And and yep. slab and were like, yeah, send it to us. We'll like, you know, figure it out kind of thing. Yep. I distinctly remember you talking on that and thinking just how crazy that was. Like it was just, that was just nuts to me. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that affects the numbers when we look, do this again next year, 2024, I guess, um, for 2023 numbers. SGC, um, they knocked out in total 988,000. So basically a million cards. Um, only 68 in TCG and non sport. So over 90% are sports. A huge disparity between you know uh, PSA and CGC and uh, Beckett there, which we're going to get into next. But yeah. definitely sports. SGC is definitely the place to go for sports. It seems like, um, which does make you question: Is there maybe some cheap plays for Kraken uh, resub to PSA with some of the SGC Tuxedo, you know, Pikachu's, whatever, you know, some of the uh, Pokemon cards, uh, some of the other. Uh, I don't know what TCGs they're selling. I haven't seen a lot of other, seen a couple of random stuff, but nothing too crazy. So, I mean, do you see that being a play possibly? Have you seen much in that field? No, I think SGC is really tight on sports card grading. I think they're pretty a lot looser on Pokemon. So I don't think, I don't think it's a good play to go from SGC to PSA personally for Pokemon. Um, Sports cards, maybe I've never dove into it yet, but um, I got burned on SGC sports card submission, and I, they're definitely tough graders there mm-hmm. compared to Pokemon. So, um, but yeah, seeing sixty only sixty eight thousand non sports cards graded there, um, it's definitely very immature in their uh, growing. But I don't know how much they're going to grow next year with with Beckett turning back on, kind of, and CGC and PSA doing what they're doing. So. I mean, do they want it to, like, you would think that's an extra, excuse me, an extra arm where they could make a little bit of side hustle money, it seems like. doesn't seem like they're pushing it. Like, it's not obviously a a big part of their marketing. That could be a lot bigger. Being less than 10% of their their, uh, work output is low. That's a very low number for, for a product, so... Yeah, we'll see. Um, I did see, speaking on what you just talked on with the SCC to PSA uh, resub, Kraken resub, I saw a couple of Pikachus I was looking at a few months back, and one was damaged, had white spots on it, and it was a 10 in SCC, and one was in SCC, and it was off-center in a 10. And uh, and I stopped looking. As soon as I saw those two, I was like, okay, I don't know if this is going to work. So I I was like, yeah, I'm just going to waste my time with this. Yeah. Not saying I won't look again. Um, so guys, if you anyone else is doing that play, like go for it. Like I'm sure there's some cards out there that's that's a possibility, but the price would have to be pretty low to take that risk, I think, you know, with some of the grades that I've seen anyway. Yeah, 100%. Beckett, three quarters of a million cards they knocked out last year. Um, 
and a quarter of a million. So a third of what they did was TCG and non-sport, which I thought was brilliant. I, I, I was really surprised that it was, you know, on the flip side from SGC, like I thought Beckett was really heavily into sport. I thought there were going to be a much bigger chunk was going to be sport. Um, and yeah, only, um, you know, basically two thirds of what they did was sport and, and a third of it was yeah. uh, TCG and non-sport. So I know they've got some wacky cards and sets that they uh, will accept some way before, you know, PSA, you know, some of the stuff that I've seen, uh, you know, like Dragon Ball or whatever. And uh, Uno, Poker, you know, some of these Weiss. weird, like, yeah, Dragon, Weiss, like Dragon Ball. Yeah, some of that stuff. So I think they recognize, like, hey, it's a card. If we can get a copy of it, then we can authenticate it because you just compare it against each other. That's simple enough. Um, and we can make it fit in a slab. We'll just make it work. Chuck it in a sleeve thing and uh, boom, Sonic seal it. And they've been doing it and running with it. I think they're really solid numbers. Um, I was impressed by the numbers by Beckett, actually, probably more so than any of the others. I, I thought that was pretty solid. Because especially, like you said, they had some bumps with being closed. Websites not fantastic. You know, before it was like a weird yeah. form. You had to manually do it. Like, not optimized for big numbers. And they did almost, you know, three quarters of a million cards. That's a lot of effort. Those guys put a lot of effort in to that old school process, for sure. A lot of people chasing those black labels, man. A lot of them. It has to be it, right? Yeah, I mean that's got to be a massive chunk of what they did. That's a very desirable product. Looks cool. It feels good. That's a that's a really cool piece in your collection. You know, first hand, like freaking awesome to have yeah. a black label. Like I would love one. It'd be amazing. So, oh yeah, no, it's awesome, yeah. oh, man. The the numbers numbers shown there are just crazy and we look forward to kind of doing this maybe on a monthly basis kind of doing an upgrade update now where people are standing how many cards have been graded to get you guys informed and let you keep you in the know yeah i'll continue to to uh pull some words for us and we, we can we can chat about it regularly kind of keep on top of stuff see what companies are doing yeah i would imagine most of them are going to be open now you know, full open door policy. I don't think anyone's shutting down to make changes or cope with bumps. I don't think we're expecting any kind of crazy spike or hype this year for anything that's going to have the same effect that we had, you know, in the, the times that we do not speak of back in the day. But, um, yeah, um, moving on from that, um, let's wrap up with the next episode. So that'll oh, be yeah. dropping next Tuesday. Um in honor of the spicy boys um the final segment um getting spicy with it (laughs) (laughs) so that sounds hilarious in my accent um we want you guys to drop in the comments of this video go ahead and drop a topic or a question uh a comment whatever something that you would like to propose as fodder for next week's discussion. Drama, um, anything. Oh, drama. <laughs> we, are, we are getting spicy boys now. Um, yep. Yeah, get it in there. Um, what we'll do is whoever has the most upvoted um, 
comment, whatever it is that you throw in there, we'll probably run with that with the forefront of uh, of it. We may pick a couple of others that we, that we liked. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we want to know what you guys want to hear and what you guys want to talk about. So we can have a little section there. So it's not just us. We want to we want you guys involved in a part of this uh, just as much with us. So get that in there. Um, I'm going to give you my suggestion. I, I'm not sure if you have one um, yep. yet, Josh, but I've got one. I, I'll say it now before I put it in the comments. Um, are PSA 10s toxic? Are they something that are viewed as egotistical, maybe a money grab, um, any kind of negativity around it. Is that true or, or is it just clean? I want to have the best card there is and it's that simple. I, I'm interested. So if you guys like that one, vote my comment on that. Um, I have seen on Facebook and some other groups, people buying PSA 7s and CGC 6s and some crazy grades of stuff of purely because they love the card and they want it in a slab and they think it's cool to have it authenticated. Uh, and it's definitely humbling, uh, making you think, um, is it okay to collect PSA 10s? So, yeah. That was yeah, my I'll one. Give, I'll give you mine. Mine uh, are not graded cards, but signed cards, signed trading cards are bags. Leave you on that note. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> cool. So. All right. Let's wrap it up. Um, Josh, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be doing this with you. This has been awesome. I've enjoyed it. We've going over 22 with you. Um, it was a big year. A lot yeah. happened in the in the industry, in the market, and uh, all the different companies involved with with the hobby and. Also for you, I mean, you got monetized. You had a fantastic year. Um, appeared in a, a lot of videos. Your interview podcast has gone well. I mean, it's it's been brilliant watching you develop and grow and having so much success. So I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm excited to carry this on every single week. I I'm, hope every one of you guys at home, work, call, wherever you are right now listening, that you've, you've enjoyed it and uh, you're in support too. So uh, hopefully you can hit the subscribe button and uh, that notification bell, but Josh, over to you. Yeah, man, nothing much. I appreciate you guys joining in. Podcast, everything, uh, the Discord, link down below in the description. Go check it out. It's going to be awesome. Look forward to seeing you guys next week. Have a good one. See you guys. Peace. <laughs>